Yes, I am a huge Weird Al Yankovic fan, and I thought that being that the title of this episode is Be Less Fat, that parody of Michael Jackson's Bad was an appropriate way to start the show. So before diving into anything, just want to let you know my voice is starting to do better. If you've been listening over the last few weeks, you know that I've been struggling to keep a solid voice between all of the stuff I've been doing at the school and with camp weeks and then with gigs every weekend. I've just really been overusing my voice. I would say that it is 100% right now, but it is certainly better than it has been in weeks. So hopefully you guys notice a little bit of improvement on your end. So to touch upon the news really quick, uh, Biden has COVID. Wait, didn't I just talk about this last week? Oh yeah, Biden has COVID again for two weeks in a row. That is a top news story that Biden has COVID twice. Well, it may have been a false reading that his test was negative in the first place, and they're blaming all of this on a drug that Pfizer has that is being prescribed to people for COVID called Paxlovid, I believe is how it's pronounced. But let's be clear, this drug was actually designed to treat unvaccinated people when they test positive for COVID to help reduce their likelihood of ending up in the hospital. Because as we know, the vaccine, well, as far as stopping you from getting COVID or spreading COVID, it don't do shit. So they're basically saying, well, the vaccine at least keeps you out of the hospital most times. But that's what this pill does. So the whole idea is that why are we giving Paxlovid or whatever the hell it's called to people who have been vaccinated because they've already received something that is supposed to reduce and minimize their likelihood of going into the hospital. And there is a lot of argument from medical officials in different communities that argue that exact same point. Like, well, we're not really sure why Paxlovid is being prescribed to people who have been vaccinated, Biden included. And correct me if I'm wrong, not that you really can, because this is a one-way discussion, but I believe Fauci, the asshole that tried to tell everybody how the world and the country should run during all of the COVID stuff back in 2020, pretty sure that he tested positive for COVID, took this drug, and also had a false negative reading on his test after taking the drug, and then once again, just like Biden, showed positive tests for COVID just days after that. But he was also vaccinated, so I don't understand why he needed this drug. Either the vaccination minimizes your hospitalization or it doesn't. If you have a minimized hospitalization due to the vaccine, you should not need the drug that is to help minimize hospitalization in unvaccinated people. And there's really not a whole lot of even statistical evidence at this point that the drug really does anything that it's intended to do. They allowed it to start being prescribed last winter, as I mentioned, a Pfizer product. And when they allowed this to happen last winter, that was under a federal government emergency authorization to get this drug out onto the market. But even at this point, almost a year later, it has still not been fully approved by the FDA. This is being prescribed to people and it is not an FDA approved drug. Meanwhile, Biden and the administration wants to bitch about big oil companies and Exxon making more money than God. Well, let me point out Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, all of these companies that the government is giving a shit ton of money to in order to allow them to provide finger 
quotes, free vaccines to the public or giving Pfizer emergency authorization to release a drug that's not even authorized by the FDA. I don't know. seems like they're kind of helping a company that also makes more money than God. So figure out if you're just pissed at people that are making money or if you're just trying to push an agenda. I will say that in my little bit of research that I did about Paxlovid, I, for all I know, I have said it the same way every time and I have said it wrong every single time. Don't know. I failed to look up the pronunciation of the drug. I'm sure I will do that at the editing process and then I will let you all know with a buzzer or a ding if I have this correct or not. But one of the main side effects of taking Paxlovid is a foul, foul taste in one's mouth. But wait, Jeff, I thought if you had COVID, you couldn't smell or taste anything. Yeah, so did I. So I'm wondering, why is the taste so bad if you are someone that has COVID and has been prescribed this drug? You shouldn't be able to taste it at all. They should be able to take this shitty tasting drug, push it into a soft, warm turd nugget that freshly fell out of a rabbit's body. Pop that into your mouth, and you, other than the texture maybe, shouldn't be able to taste or smell anything. Or so I thought. All right, enough about that bullshit. I hate talking about COVID. But while we are on the discussion of things related to politics, I do want to point out a more recent news story in regard to the formation of a third party, the forward party. This was started by Andrew Yang, who ran for president on the Democratic ticket last election. Well, I mean, he was at least in the primaries. He didn't run on the Democratic ticket because, unfortunately, he was not old enough or white enough to do so. But he was joined by a lot of other Democratic and Republican centrists, so people who don't consider themselves far right or far left, which is kind of what I consider myself to be. I consider myself to be a centrist. And oh boy, ever since announcing the formation of the Forward Party, there's been a lot of criticism by politicians, people in the media, and from what I've been able to see, the main gripe from these people is saying that having a third party is only going to serve to hurt the voting results that would normally lean in favor of either the Democratic or Republican Party. So this is something I've discussed many times in the past that it's them basically saying, well, we don't want the Republican to win because the third forward party took away votes from the Democrat. Hey, that is what democracy is all about, shithead. If someone wins because other people were less inclined to vote in a certain way and attempted to vote for a third party, so be it. Maybe you should have done a better job with your party and your candidate to make your faction of people want to vote. But the fact is, is half, if not more than half of Americans consider themselves to be independent. They only vote right or left because that is the only fucking option. So all of these media outlets, James Carville, all of you people who are saying that the forward party is a stupid idea and it's just going to be a problem and trying to help get these old assholes elected to continue to be a two party system. You are a bunch of whiny pussies and you can go fuck yourself. Me personally, I think this is finally a step in the right direction. So before diving into my actual show topic, I want to point out that as I was doing my show prep and kind of looking things up, because I I make bullet points and a lot of times if I'm researching things, I want to make sure I have proper facts or if I need to do a calculation for some reason, I want to have that calculation already done. But at one point later in this episode, I'm going to reference 
reference a earlier episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast called Diets. And since I knew it was a long time ago when I released that episode, and a lot of you may have not ever heard that episode, I wanted to figure out what episode that was so that if anyone wanted to go listen to it, they would know what number of episode that was roughly when it was released. I knew it was like the original handful of episodes that I ever did when starting the podcast, and I was correct. It was, I believe, the third podcast episode I ever released. But in order to figure out what episode number it was, I hopped on Spotify really quick and started just scroll, 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 which would take me further into the past and noticed as I got into my really old episodes, some of those that had titles with the word COVID in it, where I was talking about COVID or COVID conspiracy theories or things like that, because these were episodes that I was releasing in 2020 or early 2021, and it was very relevant at the time. But for all of those episodes where the letters COVID appeared consecutively in one of the titles of my episode on the Spotify screen. There is a blue little button banner thing above each one of those episodes that says, learn more about COVID-19. And if you click it, it takes you to a page on Spotify where there's a bunch of other podcasts dedicated to COVID information. Now, who's to say that whatever those podcasts are is actual scientific factual information? Who's guaranteeing that? Spotify? Is Spotify experts at COVID and science and medicine? I don't think so. I mean, I would think if they're going to put a fucking link over one of my podcast episodes, or in this case, multiple of my podcast episodes that I did not authorize them to do so, I would like to think that maybe they're linking to, oh, I don't know, the CDC or some governmental official page, some medical page. No, they're just linking you to more of their own fucking podcasts that are talking about COVID. But wouldn't that put you in some weird cycle? Because then once you go look at one of those COVID episodes, certainly those have a link to go research and learn more about COVID, which just takes you into this vicious cycle of constantly landing back on the same page in Spotify. But needless to say, I was extremely annoyed at the fact that Spotify is adding their own links and their own fucking agenda to my podcast episodes, especially when I have no verification that whatever they're linking those people to, that these are actual knowledgeable, scientific, or informed podcasts episodes. And no, I don't consider anyone, anyone at Spotify to be a COVID expert. So how they're able to decide what is appropriate COVID information, well... Clearly, they're a little too full of themselves, too big for their britches over there at Spotify. So then I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I wonder if all of the other, you know, podcasts providers are doing this. So I went to Apple, who Apple's pretty conservative with a lot of the apps. Like they won't let you release an app that's even remotely got any kind of R-rated or adult content, whereas other app providers, you know, on different platforms may allow that. But Apple, no, there was nothing. No links to anything else, no censorship or or anything like that. So when it boils down to it, Spotify. Le who, the her. And finally, before we get to our topic, discussing my jello-filled titties and mashed potato-like side fat, oh. I want to remind everybody that you can go follow me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff, or you can visit my website to learn more about my Etsy store, my original music at jeffshafer.com, J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And that said, hit it, Al. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Come on. All right, so the scale 
in my bathroom is starting to go the wrong way. I had lost about 25 pounds of my COVID weight over the last year and a half. And of course, that still left me around 25 pounds heavier than my preferred max weight. And in the last month or two, I've gained back six pounds of those 25 pounds that I lost. Going in the wrong direction. Now, I know why this is. I'm sure it's due to poor eating habits, a total lack of exercise. And of course, I tend to think when I have these long days at the school where I'm in the camp week, so it's nine to three in the camp, then three to eight with my lessons, I'm on my feet all day. You know, you're thinking, well, I certainly have to be burning a lot of calories, but then again, just standing up a lot, not necessarily what one would call exercise. And because these days have been super long and I've had very short opportunities for breaks, I've been eating shittily during those camp weeks, especially where I'm going and getting fast food. And then a lot of times I'm eating a huge meal at lunchtime because I know it's going to be another seven or eight hours until I leave the school and I might not really have much opportunity to eat anything. So I try and, you know, stuff myself at lunch to tide myself over. However, once I get home from that 11 hour day, now I'm exhausted and starving. So then I'll just still eat another big meal to fill my belly. Also, because I don't have a lot of time to eat during those long stretches, sometimes I'll buy snacks at the gas station that I can just pop in my mouth, like chocolate-covered donuts. Those are healthy. And, you know, when it boils down to it, I am resigned to the idea that I'm never going to be svelte or well-built or thin. I am perfectly okay with being what I would just call good enough. I mean, sure, the health benefits at this point at my age as I'm getting older, that is important to me to not be a tub of lard. And when I originally lost a bunch of weight years and years ago, it was because my blood pressure was high. Not so high that I needed to be put on medication, but high enough that they were like, well, you might want to consider some lifestyle changes or else you're going to need to go on medication. But again, right now, my goal is not to be muscle bound, thin, skinny, whatevs, just simply to be less fat. I certainly don't want to see my profile in a mirror, especially while I'm actually clothed in a t-shirt and feel like, oh, I, I could use a bra. The man-zeer. <laughs> man-zeer. That's right. A brazier for a man. The man's ear, get it? So we all know Americans are generally fat. I mean, especially compared to a lot of other countries. You know, we are not a country of poverty. We've got all kinds of cheap, shitty options at fast food drive throughs you know, dollar menus, all of these things that are super high in fat, super high in calories, not very high in actual nutritious elements. But looking at the numbers, I found that right now, nearly 40% of Americans are considered to be obese beast with 69% But 69% of Americans considered to be overweight. Now, of course, in that 69%, that is including the 40% of obese people because obese people are also overweight, just more so. But when trying to figure out what is obese, what is overweight, you know, many of you may already know this, but this is all based on what's called BMI, body mass index. So if your BMI is over 25, you are overweight. If your BMI is over 30, you are obese sir. If you're between 18 to 25, you are considered healthy. If your BMI is below 18, you need to get off the crack or the meth and find yourself a sandwich. 
So while I have always been aware of the fact that BMI is essentially how they determine whether you are overweight, obese, healthy, whatever, because I remember back when the Wii, the Nintendo Wii came out, remember they had that scale that you would step onto and it would tell you what your BMI was. And unfortunately, the Wii would make your player fatter or thinner based on your BMI. That was kind of, you know, a little body shaming there. Thank you, Nintendo. But despite knowing that BMI was the primary factor in establishing whether you are overweight, obese, healthy, etc. I didn't know how to calculate BMI, so I decided I'm going to look it up for the sake of this podcast episode. You're welcome. And let me tell you, it's a very confusing formula, and it's probably the reason why most people don't know how to calculate their BMI. Now, it's a little less confusing if you live outside of the United States and you use kilograms and meters to measure your weight and your height, because that was the first result I found as far as how to calculate it was that it was essentially your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters. But I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now I need a special conversion chart to convert inches to meters and pounds to kilograms. And then I have to use this special. That's a lot of work. So then I did a new Google search, how to measure BMI in pounds and came up with the result that let me know how to do that. And essentially it just adds one step, a multiplication of 703 to the final result, which somehow manages to convert all of that Euro shit into pounds and inches. So the final formula that I came up with was my weight in pounds divided by my height in inches squared. So times itself, take that result and multiply it by 703. Based on all of those results, my current BMI is, drumroll please, 31.2. That's right. Fatty, fatty Jeff, fatty, fatty two by four. Jeffy Big Tits is obese, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that 30, anything over 30 is obese. So then I decided I'm going to do a little reverse engineering. Let's figure out how much do I need to lose to just be overweight and not be considered obese? How much do I need to lose to get into the healthy zone and not be overweight? Good news is I only need to lose nine pounds right now to be considered overweight and not obese. Now, remember, I said I've already gained back six pounds in just the past couple months. So had I not done that and then I only had three more pounds to go, I would be in the overweight category, not obese. Also, my titties would likely be jiggling a little bit less. Now sit down and show me your tits. So considering that a BMI of between 25 and 30 is overweight and over 30 is obese, so you would think, you know, okay, nine pounds to get to overweight, you know, maybe 20, 25 pounds or so would get me into the healthy zone. No, sorry. I would need to lose 46 pounds to get below the overweight BMI. 46. That ain't going to happen, people. That would have to get me down to 184 pounds. And as I mentioned, I'm not exactly trying to become Mr. Universe here. I just want to be good enough, healthy enough. So I will absolutely resign to the fact that I will just be happy in the overweight BMI column for the remainder of my days. Would just like to get myself below obese and stay below obese. Would like to also reduce my cup size from a 32C to maybe an A. 
And I know why I have titties right now. It's because I used to work out. There have been times in my life, like back when I played hockey or when I was losing my weight. I don't know. It was probably like six, seven years ago when I lost 55 pounds in less than a year. I was exercising like crazy. I was watching every single calorie that I ate. I was highly disciplined. But because of that, I was lifting weights and I developed a decent amount of muscle in my chest. And well, when you're no longer continuing to turn that into muscle or maintain that muscle, that muscle turns into fat. And that fat turns into, that's right, Jeffy's big titties. But like I said, I was super disciplined. I mean, I did not take cheat days, uh, not even on the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, didn't matter. I was 100% disciplined. And as I discussed on my very, very early episode of the podcast, Diets, that is all that matters. It's discipline. When people would ask me, how did you lose so much weight in such a short period of time, well, diet and exercise, but more importantly, discipline. If you don't have discipline, none of that matters. That's why I ended up gaining all of that weight back. Because over, you know, after I lost all of that weight, then over the next few years, I was like, hey, I lost all the weight. Good. I can start maybe eating a little shittier and it's not going to matter as much. And then over time, you lose that discipline. Before I knew it, I had gained 35 pounds back over the next several years. Then during just the first year of COVID, basically the year 2020, I gained another drumroll place. 30 pounds. Yikes. Now, I will say that people have always told me, especially when I lost all that weight before, and they'd be like, oh, how much weight have you lost? And I would tell them, and well, how much did you weigh before? And I would tell them, wow, you really carried it well. That was their way of basically saying, hey, I guess I didn't realize what a complete tabalard you were. That is a non-complimentary compliment, people. Don't tell someone that they carry their weight well. That is basically saying, yes, you're fat, but I didn't think you were that fat. Now, back to the whole discipline thing. What kills discipline? Excuses. 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 We all find excuses as to why we just can't stay disciplined routinely. Kind of like me earlier blaming camp week for my shitty dietary habits. But the fact is, is just because I have long days or more limited opportunities to eat does not mean that I can't still cook my own food or keep things in the fridge at work that are healthier. I don't have to go to Arby's and order a double beef and cheddar with a large curly fry. That was a poor choice. That had nothing to do with the school. That had to do with Jeffy and his big titties wanting a double beef and cheddar and large curly fry from Arby's and having no discipline. And of course, it's hard to stay disciplined when it comes to exercise because in general, exercise fucking sucks. If you're somebody who just loves running 10 miles a day, fuck off. You are a weird person. You are not human. You are not normal. That is not indicative of the average human being, let alone the average American. Now, during my weight loss in the past, I did find exercises that I learned to enjoy, like biking, riding my bike, going and finding these really cool paths that were, you know, maybe four to six miles in one direction, and then you would turn around, go back to where you parked the car, and you would end up with like a 10 to 14 mile bike ride. It would take anywhere from 35 to 60 minutes, didn't take a ton of time. I would often drive more to 
to and from the location than the time that I actually spent on the bike. But it was a great workout. It was very scenic. It was peaceful. It was relaxing. It was de-stressing. I enjoyed it. It made exercising not seem like exercise, which is hard to do. But going to be honest, I have not taken my bike off the wall once this entire year since the weather got nice. Not once. And once again, excuses, excuses. I could make all kinds of excuses that I'm just so busy working multiple jobs. I've got the podcast. I've got the school. I've got DoorDash on the side. I've got my gigs. It's so hard to find and make time to exercise, even when it's something I enjoy doing. Hey, excuses, excuses. I am just as guilty of these excuses. I'm not judging anyone. The fact is, I could always just wake up 30 minutes earlier every single day or even three to five days a week. In that 30 minutes, I could get a 20, 25-minute bike ride around my neighborhood, get a decent workout in, and still have enough time left over to come home and take a quick shower. And now I have not offset any time that is needed in my day to do whatever I feel I need or want to do. So that is just an excuse. I could do the same thing with just walking around my neighborhood. So the other day, I kind of got fed up. I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of seeing the scale go up. I'm sick of looking at my jiggly fat tits. I mean, I'm not grotesque, but after having lost all that weight, it's very disappointing to see that in the mirror. I mean, I lost a lot of weight. I was pretty darn fit. I was running 5Ks every couple months, and now here I am with 32 C's. So I am going to start being more disciplined with both my diet and my exercise, but nothing is going to change about my life and my current lifestyle. It's going to be very easy for me to make excuses. So I'm going to do this in the most reasonable, realistic fashion so that it is almost impossible for me to make excuses. So ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Jeff's new Be Less Fat workout program. So I am going to change my eating habits as best I can. Like tonight, when I came home, I had a lettuce wrap. I took sandwich meat and cheese and light mayo that I've had in the fridge that I would normally throw on bread. But instead of the carbs, I wrapped it in just a big piece of lettuce and ate it that way. That saved me calories and saved me carbs. Little bit of doing things like that can go a long way. But even if I didn't change my eating habits, just adding any kind of routine exercise into my daily routine would definitely cause me to lose weight or at the very least maintain my current weight. Now, I want to lose at least nine pounds because Jeffy wants to get into the overweight BMI column. But at this point, I would be happy with just not watching the scale go up any higher or watching these titties get any bigger. Now, before I explain my new Be Less Fat workout program, I would like to state for the record that I am not a licensed dietitian or a doctor, so I take no responsibility for any negative results, injuries, or deaths that may occur from anyone attempting the Be Less Fat workout program. But if this works for me, and you know, I'm only on day two of it, so time will tell, but if this will work for me, especially with how crazy my schedule is, then this should absolutely work for just about anybody else out there. And remember, this has nothing to do with diet, calorie counting, anything like that. This is simply related to fitness physical exercise. So step one of the be less fat workout program, find 15 minutes per day. 
because that's really all it takes. 30 would be better, but even 15 minutes of working out is going to make a difference for someone who's doing zero working out every day. Even if you can just take a 15-minute brisk walk or a jog or a bike ride just around your neighborhood, you don't have to waste time finding a location, then just do it. If you have any kind of weights in your home, well, use them. If you've ever bought any kind of exercise equipment in the past that is sitting and collecting dust, use those in that 15 minutes. 15 minutes ain't going to kill you. Matter of fact, not using those 15 minutes is more likely to kill you than the 15 minutes of exercise. So, step two of the Be Less Fat workout program, incorporate other daily routines. So, for example, I have a mini trampoline that I bought years ago to help myself workout, especially in poor weather, like during the winter when it's super icy and snowy outside, I am not motivated to go out and walk around my neighborhood. It's impossible to try and bike around my neighborhood. So I bought this mini trampoline that wasn't that expensive. And then I would set it up in front of the TV. And while I'm watching one of my programs, I would just walk, bounce, jog, whatever, keep myself constantly active on the trampoline for, you know, even just like one episode of Seinfeld or any regular TV show which without commercials is about 21 to 22 minutes. So there you go. There's your 15 minutes. And I promise you it will be worthwhile and helpful if you just find the time to do that every single day. No excuses. Discipline, discipline, discipline. You know, another way you can incorporate other daily routines is if you've got cleaning to do around the house. Just do it at an accelerated rate. Get your heart rate up. That would include things like doing laundry, wiping down counters, sweeping the floor, vacuuming, mowing the lawn, dusting. If you do all of that shit more quickly, I assure you it will be like exercise to your body. So you're killing two birds with one stone, but you are meeting your 15-minute minimum requirement of discipline every single day. Now, this one is going to sound weird to you guys. It's not a requirement, but this is a strong suggestion, something I used to do in the past when I lost a ton of weight and something I'm going to try and implement now as often as possible. But step three of the Be Less Fat workout program, triple the stairs. What I mean by that is every time you need to use a staircase, don't just go up the stairs and then go do what you needed to do at the top of the stairs. Go up the stairs, go back down the stairs, go back up the stairs, and now go about whatever you were trying to do. Same thing if you're going downstairs. Go down the stairs, then go back up the stairs, then and go back down the stairs and resume whatever activity you were going to do. This is going to add approximately, I don't know, 36 seconds of time, but it's going to add a lot of aerobic activity to your body in just those 36 seconds. There is a reason why people pay a lot of money for Stairmasters and other exercise equipment that emulates climbing stairs. But you don't need to be buying all of this expensive stuff. That would bring us to step four of the Be Less Fat workout program. Use what you have. You don't need a special home gym setup. I do have a home gym. I bought it for my son who started getting into working out and lifting weights a couple years ago. And I had a spare room in the basement, so I just set it up in there. And I used it for a couple days, but then, you know, discipline fell off. But I will tell you, the last two nights, I've gone down there and I am committed to doing a very quick routine. So what I'm doing right now, every single night, is I go down, I do 10 reps of a basically a upright bench press so working my chest then I do 10 reps of a pull down curl working my triceps then I grab the dumbbells I do 10 reps on each arm of curls oh oh, oh it's a deep burn oh it's so deep ah. 
Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. And then I do 25 crunches. And then I do that two more times. So I end up with 30 bench press reps, 30 tricep reps, 30 curl reps for my biceps, and 75 crunches. Last night when I went down to do it, I have a Bluetooth speaker down there that I had set up for Skylar so he could play music from his iPhone while he was working out. And of course, I've been hearing Master of Puppets non-stop because of Stranger Things. And now every student at the school, when there's downtime in a break during a rehearsal or something, that's all you hear is... And I'm a huge Metallica fan. I love that album. I love that song. And for some reason, because I have been hearing such shitty versions of that guitar riff at the school lately, I was like, you know what? I'll put on Master of Puppets and listen to that while I do my lifting routine. So I went to the Master of Puppets album, wasn't necessarily looking for specifically the song Master of Puppets, and saw that on the album, Battery is the first song, and then the second song is Master of Puppets. And I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and start with Master of Puppets, and then when you know, that song's over. I'll just keep listening to the album as my workout continues. I will tell you that I did all three of my full reps and only made it about one minute into the song after Master of Puppets because Master of Puppets is like eight and a half minutes long, which means that my entire weightlifting routine that I just discussed with the crunches involved takes all of about nine to nine and a half minutes. But I'm using what I have. Like I said, I have that mini trampoline. I am going to start using that while I'm watching some TV. I may not do that daily. I want to do the weights every day, but I will at least try and use the trampoline when I'm watching a show that doesn't require a lot of focus or it's not my like, you know, chill out, lights down, full surround on. But you can use anything you want. You don't have to have a single piece of equipment in your house. There is a show I've been watching on Hulu. It's a comedy Central show that ran, I don't know, from like 2013 maybe to like 2017 or 2018 called Nathan For You. And it's a very funny, silly show about this guy, Nathan Fielder, a comedian. And he goes to these small businesses and tries to recommend ideas to improve their struggling business. And nine times out of ten, the idea is just really ridiculous and stupid. And it's surprising how many of these people, just because there's a film crew there, that are willing to give it a shot. But one of these ideas that he had was he went to a moving company and the moving company was having a hard time with the fact that labor costs were going up, but they didn't want to increase the cost of their moving services. So Nathan Fielder had the idea of, well, people like to work out and they spend a lot of money at the gym. What if we start a new workout craze that makes people think that just lifting common boxes and household items is going to help you lose a lot of weight? Then we'll get people to pay you, your moving company, to come do what they're thinking as a workout and now you're actually getting stuff moved and you don't even have to hire workers. I'm not going to get into details on how that episode continued or how it ended. It is a very funny show. I would encourage all of you if you have not seen it to go check out Nathan for you on Hulu. I believe it's also on HBO Max but that is a perfect example of using what you have. Here's another idea. Think about laundry. Doing laundry? Well, 
you have laundry in a basket. What the fucking lotion in the basket? You're carrying weight, kind of like aerobic exercise and holding or lifting weight at the same time. Especially if you are carrying that laundry up or down stairs. Let's go back to step three. Triple the stairs. Imagine tripling the stairs with an armload of laundry. Now that's a heck of a workout right there. Also, little basic things like just push-ups and crunches. I am not using my fancy schmancy weight machine in the basement to do anything for my abs. I'm just simply laying on the floor between my reps that I'm doing with the machine and I'm doing 25 crunches at a pop because it's easy. Over the years, sometimes I will just kind of lean forward in my bathroom and on the corner of my bathroom sink, I will angle myself and I will do these angled push-ups off the corner of my sink. That is using what I have without actually having to then get down on the floor. It's just something I could do really quick, then brush my teeth and do whatever I need to do. But if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to do crunches or you're going to do push-ups, one thing I would implore you to do is always try and challenge yourself to do more. It's kind Kind of like what weightlifters do with building reps and then finally building weight. So like I will do this in the basement with the workout that I'm doing right now. Like I said, I'm doing 10, 10, 10 of the weights and then 25 crunches. So by next week, I'm going to try and do 12, 12, 12 and 30 crunches. And then the week after that, 15, 15, 15, 35 crunches. And then once I can do 15 routinely, then I'll up the weight and go back to 10. And the more I can do, that's going to encourage me. I'm going to see the reward of actually the accomplishment of being like, holy crap, I'm, the weight went up or I'm doing this many crunches. That also means the more crunches I do in those three sets is going to increase the length of my workout to be longer than just the song Master of Puppets. So those are the four core tenets of the Be Less Fat workout program. Remember, step one, find 15 minutes a day. Step two, incorporate other daily routines. Step three, triple the stairs. And step four, use what you have. And again, I am no expert. Trust me, take it from me and my big bouncy tits. I am no expert. And I have no idea if any of this is good advice or if it would work for you or anyone else. But right now, I'm going to currently see if this works for me. I will give you updates if there are advancements and progress and the scale actually going the other way and the size of my tits decreasing. Honestly, even if I only lose one pound, I have technically accomplished my goal of being less fat. Thank you for continuing to tune in, you obese and overweight sons of bitches. Until next time, I'm Jeff. Now sit down and show me your tits. And I'm Jeff. The Manzir. <laughs> Manzir. That's right. A Brazier for a man. The Manzir. Get it? Good night. to the devil and I prayed and I showed him the mess that I made and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over but the devil just laughed in my face
I went to the God of Fire I said, can you turn the heat a little higher? Cause I've been burned and I've been burned a million times over But he just covered me with water So I went to the Lord of the sea I said, won't you come wash over me? Cause the roads and the woods have been winding a million times over But she receded from